We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, uh, poor Brian. Poor me. Poor Brian having to do some work again because it's college football season. First world problems. <laughs> Too many damn jobs. Oh, what I'm are you, Jamaican again. What are you going to do? <laughs> what am I going to do? Jamaican them crazy. <laughs> TV, radio, Better Man Show. It's just, I mean, he's a multimedia icon, as they said. Yeah, with no money. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> sure. No Steve Harvey here. Yeah, well, you're going to compare yourself to Steve Harvey, maybe. Uh, of but course. To, you, you compare yourself to the best, right? He's one of the guys at the fight that I didn't see in person that I would have loved to see. Even though he can't stand people bothering him. <laughs> That's right. You didn't I get the memo? Yeah, I would have bothered him <laughs> and hoped that he would have gotten angry with me because that would have been an experience unto itself. Uh, and, and who are you again? Oh, it would have been great. Did you not get the memo? I am not to be talked to. I would have fawned all over him, though. <laughs> He's one of my guys, that Steve Harvey. You know, I got a select few guys that are up there. He's one of them. He's one of those guys. Good for him. I mean, it's It's amazing. Instantly, I put on that family feud. I get happy with that Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey has made it. Yeah, he that's... has arrived. He is in Geo's little... Entertainment inner circle. Yes. Yep, that's right. That's it. If he wanted to move into my house, I'd let him. Wow. Yep. Come on, Steve. You want the guest bedroom? No problem. What, do you what would the wife say about that? Oh, she'd love it. Oh, okay. Kid me. She's a fan of Family Feud? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Tell me the last thing you stuck your finger in. Oh, he's the oh, best. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So, today on the show, my wife, Move. Steve. <laughs> that was the answer, yep. yep, yep. That was the answer. That was the answer that the man gave. some of the stuff they say over there? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Whoever follows Steve Harvey oh, after man. he hangs it up on Family Feud is going to have a tough time. Yeah. going to have a tough yeah, time. And I thought it would be hard to follow Richard Dawson, the original, <laughs> back way back in the day. Yeah. Old folks know what I'm talking about. But now, mm-hmm. yeah, Steve, uh, it's oof. still a great night. <laughs> he, he is he is taking it to a whole other level. Brian Baldinger is going to join us to Me. talk some football in two hours. You don't want to miss that. He's on another level. In about uh, two and a half hours, Aaron Murray is going to join us. Now a college football analyst for CBS yeah. Sports Network. He's going to be that NFL stuff. Yep, he's going to be on the call for FIU UCF on CBS Sports Network. So we'll talk some football with those guys. But this morning we start with baseball and Giancarlo Stanton with 51 home runs on the year, tying a record for August, 18 home runs in a month, 1937, that that record has stood. He is on his way to passing the Roger Maris 61 home runs in a regular season. And, of course, people are going to look towards that record, juxtaposed to the Barry Bonds 73, the steroid conversation that's involved. And I will speak candidly, and I don't know if it's because of what happened during that steroid era, how exciting it was. It was very exciting. Watching Sosa and Maguire chase 
the record, watching Barry Bonds do what he did to 73. Maybe it's because I just got overloaded with it then. Maybe it's because we don't talk as much baseball on this national show because it's become very, very regional. But it is not something that is impactful to this, my sports world. And I'm, I'm curious if it is to a lot of baseball fans. I mean, are baseball fans fatigued with this conversation of records and steroids and home runs? Or is it still as important to them as it used to be? Because records in baseball, was that's always the sport that's right. synonymous with records. Yep. So I wonder if it still means as much to the baseball fan as it used to, or it's just, wow, it's cool what he's doing, but I can't take any more home run record talk, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it, when, you, when it comes to numbers, there's no sport like baseball. It's all about the numbers. Uh, they they focus on those numbers, whether it's the home runs, it's RBIs, it's strikeouts. You had Chris Sale last night, uh, the fastest to 1,500 strikeouts in, in in uh, what thirteen hundred games, he, he he broke that record. Uh, so uh, it, it's always going to be about the numbers, and the most heralded number is the home run record. And you had that epic chase, that duel between McGuire and Sosa, and and everyone was focused on baseball at that time. Even those who wouldn't normally watch baseball were in a tizzy about this. I just remember going to parties during that summer uh, of, of that season, and you know, people that. Didn't know a damn thing about baseball. Had it on. Music may be playing, but the baseball was on as well. Uh, So it was just amazing that the fervor surrounding that, especially from those who wouldn't ordinarily uh, tune in. Uh, So now with this record, I would say yes to your question. Yes, there is some fatigue because you know where the conversation is going to lead. It's going to lead to the steroid era and everyone who was involved in it. And you had... Sosa, and you had McGuire. McGuire, I think he hit 70, and then Bonds broke that with 72, and then he hit 65 another season, or 66, Sosa with 63. And, and, and so everyone knows where it's going. They see it as tainted, so they don't want to broach that topic, but we're going to have to broach. Now you have Stanton uh, on this epic run of his own, and, and he is, while well, he has an association with Bonds, and now he's come out and said, hey, yeah, I lean on the guy a lot. We talk quite a bit, and, and of course, uh, so, uh, Bonds was the batting coach there for for the one season uh, with the Marlins. So there is a re- a relationship there, and Stanton, while he has that relationship, has stated that he doesn't see seventy three as the number to beat. He still looks at sixty one as the number to beat. So it'd be interesting to be a, a fly on the wall when both of those guys are talking, and and while you welcome the advice you get from Barry Bonds, how do you? Square that with, hey, man, I thank you for what you're saying, and that's helped a lot, but, you know, I don't believe in your record. Uh, yeah. Yo, how does that conversation really well, go? I think most reasonable people think that way, though. I and, agree. and that's no. why, you know, when these conversations come up, oh, Major League Baseball is going to have such a tough time trying to figure out what's what. I mean, are they? I think most baseball fans, most people who have any idea what went on during that steroid era can figure that out. Okay, those guys did steroids, and they had hit that many home runs. As far as we know, these guys did not do steroids, so we're going to look at those numbers a little bit differently. You know, and that's why the conversation that I just can't stand you know, with the Hall of Fame and and these guys getting into the Hall of Fame and the writers are determining this, these sanctimonious jerks that vote on this stuff. We know what happened with these guys. We don't need you to tell us if it's okay for them to be honored or not. 
And I don't know why their opinion on it, the baseball writer's opinion on it, matters to you that much. I and mean, why can't we look at this with our with our own thoughts? And there's going to be some people out there that say, yeah, I don't even look at the 73 as anything that's significant in baseball. And if Stanton breaks this in their own minds, they'll say, okay, he's the new home run king, and I'm going to celebrate that. I probably wouldn't because I saw someone do something cooler than that. And yeah, he was juiced up, but so what? It was entertaining to me. That's why I'm into sports. I'm not into sports because I, the record book is important to me. I'm into sports because it's entertaining and it's fun to watch. And and that time in baseball, I could look back on more fondly than any other. Quite honestly, I mean, that was more fun than anything else. I, it's stopping in your tracks when guys came up to the plate. I, you yeah. do that occasionally now. Right. You got a couple of guys. Well, Judge was one of those guys. Yeah. And Stanton has continued to be one of those guys. But you used to do that with several guys back then. Baseball mm-hmm. was more fun then than it ever was. Yeah, that, that that is so true. You would definitely stop and take notice. And I can't think of anyone uh, other than Judge earlier this season, even Stanton, uh, while he's hitting home runs at a, a great clip here, I'm still not stopping to see what he's doing. I'll take notice when the highlight's up. But if I if the game happens to be on and you're going to sit there and see what he's doing, not as enamored with it uh, right now for whatever reason. Maybe it's because he's playing for the Marlins. Uh, he is one of those larger-than-life guys. When you look at his physique, but other than that, uh, nothing is drawing me to watch the Marlins play or watch Stanton do what he's doing, and that's not to – to take away from what he's accomplishing. This is excellent uh, for him and, and his career. And and, and and so, yeah, you applaud uh, the, the pace he's on, but it, it's not something that's must-see TV for me. Yeah, and uh, I, I really do wonder, and I don't know if we're in, you know, our show is on over 150 stations, and I think there's a lot more college football markets out there than there are baseball markets, but I, I really do wonder if, if our listeners are – in the same number that are saying, all right, you know, we've been through this before, you know, and even though this is the clean one, it's just I'm tired of that conversation. He's what is he chasing exactly? <laughs> and baseball might be annoyed by this because of what happened. But at the same time, there's interest here. There's more interest when you have someone chasing this and the conversation comes up. It's not a bad thing that the conversation is coming up for baseball. Because that steroid conversation has been had so many times. I think most people are over it now. They are past it. So if there's someone who's exciting like Giancarlo Stanton, he's he's hitting home runs at this clip and the steroid conversation just happens to come up and talking about him, at least people are talking about him. The last thing right. you want as a sport is apathy. If there's some negative press in there, fine. But you're going to take it. You will take it. And the thing that you want is you want him to get to 62 because then everybody will be talking about your sport and everybody will be having this conversation if he's the real yep. single season home run king and then if if Bonds and McGuire and all these uh the the antichrists of baseball that these guys have been made out as the pariahs if their name comes up well fine deal with it at least people are paying attention to your sport just spell my name right it's MLB right that's, <laughs> yeah, all, that's exactly. what they, that's what they want they right. want to be in the news and and I'll tell you what if he starts encroaching, he gets past 61, great. And he starts encroaching on that 70 number, I'm going to take notice. And a whole lot of other people are going to take notice. If he gets to that point, uh, yeah, it's going to become must-see TV. Even though in the back of your mind, maybe in the front of your mind, you're thinking, well, that's not really the record. 61 was the record. 
But if he starts inching close to the 73, you watch. Everyone's going to be flocking to the television. Everyone. Yeah. Now, this puts baseball, Major League Baseball, in a precarious situation. Now, they have to come out and acknowledge, okay, which record is the record? Which one is it, Major League Baseball? It just, Commissioner Manfred, which one do you guys recognize as the true home run record for a season? It's the Bonds record. Right. To me, it's they have even, to come out and say it. They have to acknowledge it. And it, they're going to catch holy hell for that, but they have to come out and acknowledge it. But they really shouldn't, and you're right. They probably will, but yes. they, re- they really shouldn't. I mean, and that's where it comes in where people know. People mm-hmm. understand that that record came from a guy who was doing something that was illegal and wasn't getting caught. Mm-hmm. We don't need an, an asterisk. We don't need someone to explain it. We know as sports fans what the deal is. And you don't have to worry about explaining it to your kids or whatever else you're worried about. <laughs> you just know this guy my This guy was doing some stuff he wasn't supposed to be doing to get that number. This guy did not. This and, guy and at was that clean. point, though, the baseball hadn't banned those substances. They yeah. hadn't. It was after the fact, after the epic run by Sosa, McGuire, and then Bonds. Then they came to the table and said, okay, we got to do something about this. It was great. It brought baseball back. Our numbers were waning at that point. And, and then we had this duel between McGuire and, and, and Sosa, and, and look what happened. Black when Sosa was black, I mean, it was great. <laughs> It, it was it was tremendous. Yeah, the good old days. Yeah, right? the good old days. Yep. Sosa, I don't know what happened to the man. What happened to you? Sosa? Yeah. What, what happened? Dog? Some bleach. Self-loathing. Cream. Right, probably. Yeah. It's pretty sad. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah, but anyway, uh, I, I don't think that you're going to see Giancarlo Stanton get close to the Bonds number. I mean, he would have to, wait, well, yeah, 18 home runs in August, which was mm-hmm. tied for the best ever. I mean, he would have to do better than that even in September, to be able to get there. I really think that, you know, the focus, and for him to, 65. the duplicate, to, to go back-to-back back August and September months like that would yeah. just be insane. Um, so, that if he did, though, I mean, he started doing that and was, like, hitting home runs in September like we've never seen before. Yeah, everybody will be there. And I think some people will definitely pay attention, you know, when he gets to 60, 61, 62, if that does happen as well, people will still pay attention. Uh, it would be one of the most remarkable feats in baseball if he was able to get to 73. I was listening to John Carlos stand last night on uh, tying that, that record as 18th home run in the month of August. That's pretty cool. You know, any any major league record's a pretty pretty awesome feat. Uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't get the win out of it, but for to be able to do that is pretty cool. Yeah, don't worry about the win. <laughs> Nobody cares anymore about the Marlins, all right? They care about you. The Marlins are not. There's two things interesting about the Marlins. The fact that Jeter is now a part of the organization, will be a part of the organization, and you. That's it. You hitting home runs. Outside of that, forget it. Right. Yeah, that, that, this is all about uh, Giancarlo Stan. Uh, 31 games left, right, Mikey B? And uh, how many? T- 22 to tie it. Bond's record, yeah. Uh, maybe he can do it. He can do it. No, he Come can't. Come on. No, it's too much. Come on, he's strong. It's too, I know. Big, strong, I understand. Guy. I understand what he looks like and what he does. <laughs> I just think that it's probably a little too much to ask Can for. he help judge out a little bit, please? Yeah. Uh, and, and the other interesting question, what does the new ownership group do with him? Do they do they keep him? I mean, he's got that three hundred million dollar contract. You want to come in and immediately be on the hook for that type of money, or you want to try to rebuild this team in the the, the shape and image of of what you ideally think uh, would would uh, work? 
uh, to resurrect this organization and, and make them relevant again. So well, that's a huge question. But he, he goes on this this run like that, uh, like he's going on now. You might have to just go ahead and incur that cost. Yeah, I, I really do think that it comes down to the money that they have to spend and how they feel about their minor league system. If they think they could build a championship team around a guy that they're paying that much, then yes, you have to keep him. If they feel like the salary that they're paying him and the farm system that they could uh, improve dramatically if they trade him with all the prospects you could get, if that's the better route to not pay a guy that much and to have more prospects, that's a better route to a championship, then yeah, you got to do it. Because I mean, the new ownership group's not going to care about you know the guy breaking the home run record. I mean, they they want to win, especially a guy right. like Derek Jeter, right. who his entire life has been about winning. So it really comes down to to that decision. You know, can you pay enough good players around him? And and what about your farm system? Eight five five two one two four CBS. Are you interested in the John Carlos Stanton home run chase? Are you over all this? Eight five five two one two. Four two two seven lines are open. Just getting started. A bogus update. Keep it right here. Give us a call right now. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Andrew Bogus is here this morning. He's got an update for us. Good morning, Bogus. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Brian. That update begins with the Cavaliers and Celtics continuing to haggle over Isaiah Thomas's hip injury. While it tells ESPN, "quote I'm not damaged." Thomas expects to be the same player he has always been. This morning is the deadline for all players involved in the swap to report to their new team for a physical, and the teams must sign off on those physicals by tomorrow morning. Houston Rockets owner Leslie Alexander reportedly increasing his donation to Hurricane Harvey relief efforts from 4 to $10 million, and J.J. Watt's online drive has now surpassed $5 million in donations. The Astros are the home team in Tampa Bay this week, but the Rangers wearing their home whites because the Astros' gear is still in Houston Texas in the win column at the end of the night. Here's the pitch. Swung on and a high drive hit well to left field. Going back is Marwin. He's at the wall. That ball is history. An opposite field three-run Jimmy Jack for Shin Su Chu. And the Rangers lead it 11-2. 12-2 is the final in front of less than 4,000 fans. Eric Nadell had the call on Rangers Radio. Chris Sale, Katie Levin over 7 as the Red Sox blank the Jays in Toronto. 3-0. The Yankees and Indians rained out in the Bronx, so Boston leads New York by four full games atop the AL East. There's a single admission doubleheader at Yankee Stadium this afternoon. The Royals snapped their score of the strat at 45 innings, then beat the Rays 6-2. Baltimore blanked Seattle 4-0, and the Twins topped the White Sox 6-4. The last time Dodgers lefty Rich Hill pitched, he no-hit the Pirates through 9 then lost the game in the 10th, immediate damage last night in Arizona. He'll work it out of the stretch in the first one to Dury. is swinging a line drive left center. That's a gamper all the way to the wall. Two will score. Dury will get a couple. And it's 4-0 Diamondbacks. That's Greg Schulte on Diamondbacks Radio. Arizona scored five times in the first, then held off the Dodgers 7-6. L.A. had won 40 straight when scoring four or more runs. The Rockies down the Tigers 7-3. The Cubs for the Pirates 1 and the Brewers run over 10-2 by the Cardinals. So Milwaukee's now four games behind Colorado for the second and a wild card three and a half behind Chicago in the Central. Ezekiel Elliott's appeal hearing needs at least a second day at a secret location here in New York. The Jets are reportedly shopping. Behind the tarp here. That I mean, it could be. Wouldn't that be something? Everybody comes out coughing. <laughs> 
<laughs> right in the construction zone. I was going to save this for later, but uh, I'm working this morning as well on WCBS 880 here in New York, and the news anchors were complaining about the rash of colds and congestion up there, including one of the guys who's just back from two sick days. Wow. Man, this is yeah. spreading. Yeah. This is not good. This is like that movie Outbreak. People going down left and right. Is that, uh, Dustin an, Hoffman? Yeah. Still a non-believer there, Biseglia? Non-believer. Yeah, What's like, that other one? Contagion? Mm-hmm. What this is, man. <laughs> no, they, this place is getting everybody sick. This is Mike's climate change. This is what <laughs> he can't accept, despite the science. <clears throat> it's the um, class action lawsuit just keeps growing and growing and growing. <laughs> More people getting added day by day. Uh, so the Jets reportedly shopping one of their remaining useful veterans, running back Matt Forte, and Colts head coach Chuck Pagano says corner Vontae Davis is dealing with a significant groin injury. Davis not having surgery yet is expected to miss multiple weeks. And only nine matches completed yesterday at the U.S. Open because of rain. The last one was Roger Federer in five sets over American teenager Francis Tiafo. Greg? Kareem in California joins us to talk some John Carlos Stanton. Kareem, good morning. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning, fellas. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Yeah, you know, I'm interested in what uh, Staten is doing. I think it's uh, great that uh, somebody can do what he's doing. I mean, he had a great August, uh, 18. I think he's up to 18 right now with a couple of days left. So, you know, maybe he breaks the record. And I know you guys, uh, before you went to break, was talking about the whole bond situation with him hitting 73. And Staten has a chance to even uh, get to that point. I think he doesn't, but even if he, you know, approaches 60, I mean, that, that's something to be excited about. I, I believe it's only been 44 uh, times that a guy has hit, you know, 50 or more home runs in Major League history. So anytime you get to that magical number, I mean, it's something to be said about that. And out here in the Bay Area, man, it's been talked that the Giants may take a run at the guy. I know he got that $300 million contract, but, you know, that's what we lack over here uh, in the Giants situation is a big bat. I know a lot of big-time free agents kind of uh, fear coming to uh, Frisco because, you know, the big park and it's hard, hard to, you know, get them homers out of there and triples alley and everything, you know, of that nature. But, you know, hey, what you got to lose, man? If you could get the guy and, you know, give up a couple pieces in your farm league, you know, bring him over here. He'll bring excitement, you know, to that team. And, you know, they underachieved this year. I mean, everybody thought that they were making a run in the NL West. We see the Dodgers running away with the uh, division right now. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see them. One more thing for you guys, let me go. Uh, BJ, I had called a few months ago. We talked about, you know, CC. You said he probably finished 11-11 and 11 with a high ERA. My guy's 10-5 right now, and he's a horse of that rotation. Yeah, so, so take that, uh, Brian. I never said he's going to finish 11-11. Oh, I remember don't put that. words in my oh, mouth. Vividly, I remember no you. No way. I wrote that down, actually. I kept yeah, it in my you, bag. Where is it in your right bag? Here. With the socks I gave you two years ago? No. Uh. No, I have different socks. Remember, uh, I see, changed What is that up day. with you carrying know. socks in your bag? I don't know. They're just in case you need an extra pair of socks. Just in case. I got Bulldog socks on today. Oh, see? Hold on, they got the little oh. bulldogs on them. Yeah, yeah, you do. Look at Ella. Ella's yeah. cousins. Yep. I never said that, Kareem. Oh, yeah, you did. CeCe's been pitching his butt off, man. Yep. Great comeback this year. Can't believe how wrong you were. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was a bad one. I didn't, wanna, I didn't want to bring it up because I know how embarrassing it was for you. <laughs> but I'm glad Kareem did. 
You know, because I'm on your side. But now yeah. that you brought it up, now yeah. it's out in the open. Yeah, now you're on Kareem's side. We broke the ice with it <laughs> pretty bad. Uh, and when you say, what do you have to lose when you trade for John Carlos Stan? A lot of games is what you have to lose for a long time. <laughs> if he goes over there, it doesn't work out. You trade right. your entire farm system and pay him $300 million. Right. That's what you have to lose. <laughs> are you kidding me? All right. Uh, Danny Duffy, the uh, Kansas City Royals pitcher, was cited for DUI at a Burger King drive-thru. The employee at the Burger King told police that Duffy had passed out in his car in the drive-thru. Mm. The employee said a Burger King worker then reached into his car to put the car in park. Duffy mm. had passed out either with the car in neutral or his foot on the brake. And Sometimes it takes a long time to get your order, man. I mean, come on. You need a nap. Duffy woke up when he heard the sirens and tried to get in the passenger seat. Oh, the Whopper was in the passenger seat, so he was trying to crawl over and get the Whopper. And the cops gave him a citation at the scene. Mm. So, I mean, that's about as bad of a look mm. as you could possibly have. Mm. Mm. And then you try to jump in the passenger seat yeah. and deny the situation. Yeah. Uh, so, not good. And he was sent back. He had left the Royals road trip uh, to get an MRI on his elbow. And so he wasn't with the team. But this was... This was a rough one when when you hear it, and I mean it's just it's just the details of it are pathetic. So uh, Dayton Moore, the general manager of the Kansas City Royals, you know he had a press conference, and you know you remember the Jordano uh, Ventura yep. horrible story. Yep. yep. Uh, there's this story. So Dayton Moore was talking about these things, and I was talked to the team about stuff, and then just went off the deep end with his thoughts, and it's just. Just weird, weird stuff that he was talking. I think he really meant well in what he was trying to say yeah. and communicate with the team, but then just made some really weird connections to things. Let's listen. We've done a lot of um, leadership stuff with our players. Um, very transparent about things that happen in our game. Uh, not only with drugs and alcohol. We talk about pornography and the effects of what that does. Um to the minds of players and the distractions and how that leads to abuse of uh, domestic abuse, to abuse of women, how it impacts relationships. And we, we talk about a lot of things, and I, and I don't mind sharing them with you. I mean, because it's, it's uh, it, the most important part of this journey as a professional athlete is the next 50 years. Not the... The two to six to ten, ten-year career, it's the next, and that's um, the next part of their journey. What type of husbands? What type of fathers? It starts with being a brother and a son and a teammate. And um, yeah, so we're we we can do more. Uh, it's obvious he doesn't uh, mind sharing a lot of information. Yeah. What the hell does that have to do with that incident that you're discussing right there with your pitcher? Uh, did did he morph into Josh McCown or bizarre? What? Totally yeah, bizarre. Now, very bizarre. I, I'm on board with the thing he said at the end, where you know it starts with being a good husband, brother, right. friend, teammate. What? Okay, that that sounds great. Yeah. Sure. You know, it's about your life, and you want to you build good individuals in this atmosphere. All right, fine. I mean, but to make the connection between watching porn and domestic violence, I mean, has has anybody ever heard that before? Mikey B is a perfectly good husband. I mean, no issues whatsoever. One, his wife would whoop his ass, 
Uh, but two, so, he's fine. He's I mean, not a violent person at all. Mike's got a porn addiction. Not he an is, addiction. Well, yeah, you do. <laughs> You've got a porn addiction. And Anyone that listens to it while they're in traffic right. can't see it, <laughs> right. but listens to it. I mean, it, it's you okay. You It's all right. You know, just... All that wanting and wanting and wanting. Just own it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if if this were true, <laughs> I mean, Mike would be in jail. Yeah. So, and you're about the most docile person mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, watch out. <laughs> Porn. <laughs> I mean, what? I, I mean, I know he was trying to talk about a serious issue. I don't want to make total light of it, but I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's one of the most ridiculous things oh, I've ever what, heard. An uh, interesting leap for him to make when you're discussing uh, someone being intoxicated to drive through at Burger King. So you go from that all the way to this? We're, we're, I don't get it. Where's the connection, man? Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, uh, and maybe there's some episodes that have occurred there with the Royals uh, that we are not privy to, and that's why he brought it up. Because I have never, ever heard a coach, uh, an administrator, or front office personnel uh, admonish or, or their their team about porn. Never, ever. That's a first. Maybe we talk about pornography. <laughs> Maybe things are different there in Casey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to start researching this to see if there's any sort of connection. But I'll, I can tell you this much. I know basically every person that I know in my life that is a man. Every person I know watches porn. Or That's, has watched. Or has watched. Yes. Well, it's not just watching it every day. Right. But it's, it has yeah. watched porn, right? Every, I mean, every person... That's of my my peers, I can tell you that much. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not asking my family members, but my peers. And I don't know a single person who has touched their significant other in a way that would be deemed domestic violence. Yeah. So, I mean, that's my small inner circle. Yeah. But it seems like it's a stretch. That is a, that's a now, huge may, stretch. Maybe there's some sort of psychiatrist right now that's driving to their office that's listening to us or no yeah. you guys are wrong all right well call us yeah please, please let, us, let us. us know yeah let us know uh mikey b <laughs> i mean you say baby come here i thought it's on on tv on the video come here like greg my inner circle same thing i i've never heard of this yeah all right good <laughs> we need to get Dayton Moore on the line, man. No, we don't. Oh, no, yeah. No, we don't. No, we we need to go further down this I rabbit don't, hole. I don't, don't want to know. Because he, he, if he's saying that publicly, what is the other stuff he believes? I know. I mean, honestly, what else does this guy believe? <laughs> well, well mm, they need some porn and pancakes. He's probably one of those guys that believes in the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. You know? Someone sent me a link that said that the reason why Katy Perry was so bad hosting the VMAs is that she was controlled, mind-controlled by the Illuminati, Mm. and that it misfired. (laughs) That was their excuse. That's what porn is a lot like. That's what it's like. Gotcha. All right. (laughs) Make you go to Burger King. We talk about pornography. <laughs> Fall asleep before you get your whopper. We talk about porn. Imagine a baseball clubhouse and the general manager walks in. And he's like, all right, time. He brings the dry erase board in. Time for the annual porn talk. How it leads to domestic violence. I don't see Sandy Alderson doing that. <laughs> I don't see anybody doing it. <laughs> They're going to do it with the Mets now. You see Jim Tebow squirming? <laughs>
This is so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just pray for y'all? I'm just thinking about like all the Latin players that are like, K? Ha! <laughs> El Nudo? <laughs> we talk about pornography. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Excuse me, Senor Mor. <laughs> what? But it's just pornography you talk about. We walk around half naked where I come from. <laughs> Coming up next, talk a little basketball. We thought that Phil Jackson was the biggest problem with Kristaps Porzingis. Mm-hmm. It was somebody else in wow. that organization. Speaking of porn. <laughs> what? Doesn't make any sense either. We're coming right back. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And we always thought that it was because of Phil and what Phil said about Carmelo Anthony the way that Phil was screwing with the team and insisting on the triangle and these things. Well, (laughs) according to Peter Vesey, who's been covering the NBA for a long, long time. Ever, ever. It wasn't just Phil that Kristaps Porzingis had a problem with. It was mainly Jeff Hornacek, the head coach, because Hornacek (laughs) went to Kristaps' best friend on the team, Willie Hernan Gomez, and said to Hernan Gomez, tell Kristaps to stop playing like a pussycat in so many words. Yes. All right? So Kristaps got so mad at that that he decided to skip the exit meeting, and that's why he was ignoring the text messages from Hornacek. In that story also it says that Kristaps Porzingis made it a habit of parking his car <laughs> in the executive's parking <laughs> lo- spots. Oh, come on, Chris, stops. What's up, man? Maybe got, they got lost in translation. I don't know. But the, uh, the first part of that uh, that Vessi is reporting, I can understand why that would upset you, uh, but you use it as a source of motivation, especially if here's Jeff Horner. That guy's been around this league a long, long time, and you look at the guys he played with. I mean, come on. He, he played with Carl Malone. He played with uh, the guard who's uh, the assist leader. Is escaping my mind. With John Stockton. Stockton, thank yeah. you. I mean, he played with a, a bunch of tough cats. And, and so he's been around the league a long time, and you're trying to implore this young player who has a ton of talent to be more physical, to be stronger, to, to be more assertive. And, and sometimes a coach may use some colorful language, which I understand, uh, and and it may upset you at first, but you have to see the bigger picture, and and you just take it for what it is, and you keep on now. If it gets to a point where you feel like he's riding you too hard and it's unwarranted, uh, that's one thing. But you're still young in your career. He sees something in you that uh, you may not realize, and and he uh, used some choice words to to express that. Just take it for what it is. Yeah, I, my first reaction is you can't be that sensitive right? because coaches are going to say stuff like this to you all yes. the time. It's yes. just the way that it is. Now, when I think deeper about it, the things that I don't like is the fact that he told Hernan Gomez to tell that to Porzingis. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just say it to Porzingis? I mean, maybe, maybe that was the problem. And maybe Porzingis, if he talks about it, like if he would have said it to my face, I'd be fine about it. 
But the fact that he went to my best friend to right. go tell me through a, a medium, you know, it, it just doesn't work well, that it's way. Obvious that he doesn't have a good rapport with Porzingis, or he would have gone straight to him, man to man, and had that conversation. You pull him into the office, pull him aside after practice, or what have you, and you relay that message. But to go between, uh, 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 go and get it, get the message delivered by his his friend. Yeah, I, I can see that as as being the wrong way. To go about it, but it it, it tells us that uh, there's no relationship there. There's no rapport. And you really need to be careful as a head coach in the NBA these days because it is more difficult, I think, to coach in the NBA in player relationships, even though your roster is smaller, than any other league because you can get crushed as a coach and be one of the victims of the coach killing by a superstar very easily because management is always... Mm -hmm going to take the player's side in the NBA when it's a star player. So most players know this. They understand that, and they feel like they have that power. Now, Porzingis never seemed to me like a guy that would get this into himself at this stage of his career to do that, but according to this report, maybe he is. So you've got to be able to speak their language, and you got to be able to understand that that relationship is either going to make you keep your job or not. And Hornacek's got to get better with that. Well, I, I would think Jeff Hornacek, he couldn't give it out. <laughs> well, he better. Well, he keeps his job. It's fine. If you fire me, I've got to be me. I've got to coach the way I see fit to coach. And and if, if I get fired, and yes, the, the players, uh, they carry a lot of weight in the NBA. If I'm gone, I'm gone. I'm cool with that. So he has to have that own conversation with himself and be honest though as a coach and how he goes about coaching these guys now do you adjust your style and and in the manner in which you coach at times yeah but he saw this as the best way to communicate his message to one of his star players maybe the only well Melo or Carmelo Anthony's on that team as well but he felt felt this is the best way to communicate that message and if it doesn't work it doesn't work if I lose my job because uh, of this, this, this guy with a ton of talent and a ton of potential, so be it. Isaiah Thomas did an interview with Woj and said that he's going to be fine. You don't have to worry about him. Don't worry about that hip. Yeah, I, you know, I, I would tend to believe the, hip, the medical reports more than Isaiah Thomas himself. It's his hip. Yeah, I understand, but what's he going to say? I'm messed up, man. You know, I'm not going to be able to play. This, this trade can't, Boston, can't go through. Yeah. I mean, you got to be careful with stuff like that. Um, but apparently the Cavaliers are not asking for one of the top players now that they were asking for before when they first saw the medical reports, whether it was Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, that this deal is going to get done. There'll be maybe some other compensation that's sent their way, but this deal has to get done and it will get done. But I don't think it's going to be just on the word that Isaiah Thomas says, I'm okay. Of course not. Don't worry about it, man. Look at me. I can dance for you. Look. You, 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 you trust but verify. This is me with a hula hoop. Yeah. <laughs> See? I'm all right. You, you trust but verify and continue to monitor the situation. But while we're doing that, Boston, what else are you going to send us? Because we got some damaged goods here. Yeah. And, and, and their doctors checked him out, and they didn't feel comfortable with where he sits currently. Maybe he will be fine once October rolls around, once uh, training count rolls around, I guess that's the middle of, of September. Maybe he will be fine. But as we sit here today, he's not. That's why we've raised a, a red flag. Uh, so, Boston, what else are you going to send us? You owe us. Yeah, I, I do think that this trade is 
going to have an impact on the NBA, not just for this season, but for, I mean, years to come. I mean, this is one of the most fascinating deals. It's got to go through. It will go do, go through. And it means it's going to basically determine whether or not LeBron James ends up staying or not in the long run. I mean, it really, it really will. Um, so... Isaiah. I don't think it's going to have any bearing on it. No, I, think I think LeBron will. will decide what he wants to do and probably already has an idea of what he wants to do once his deal is up. Well, sure, but what if Isaiah Thomas and LeBron work better together than even him and Kyrie, mm-hmm. and then at the trade deadline, and this team is just kicking ass left and right, and then they they trade that that Brooklyn pick and then pick up another player that LeBron wants that might be available, and then all of a sudden he's got a better team than he's ever had. And they go and beat the Golden State Warriors in the finals. He's going to leave. Well, if he if he's able to knock off the Warriors, no, you you stay put. Right. But that is a huge if hmm? at this point. It's not Big that if. huge. That's I mean, a huge if. You got to do the damaged hip. Yeah. You don't know if he can even make it through the regular season, <laughs> but let alone the playoffs. But he's fine, man. Yeah. And okay. let, let's get real. They're not going to play any of those guys in the regular season. I mean, LeBron <laughs> and Isaiah Thomas. You think they're going to play at all? Resting his hip. They're going to play a game a month. That's what I've decided. <laughs> one game a month in the regular season for each one of those guys. And probably on different days because mm, you don't want... <laughs> never together. Yeah, you don't want... <laughs> so it's only, it's only once they get to the playoffs that, that uh, you'll they see will... Them. Yeah, you'll see them together on the court. Okay. Yeah, right. to, 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 I mean, why not at this point? But LeBron will probably... You'll, you'll see a ton of LeBron rest this year. You'll probably see a ton of Isaiah Thomas rest. But it'll be a lot quieter this mm. time around. And there'll be fake injuries. Well, this is perfect. This is a perfect fake injury excuse perfect. for Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, I was though. just about to say that. This you know? is this is ideal for the Cavaliers and and when, when they think uh, he needs needs a chance or, or time to rest. Yeah, yeah. Just the hips acting hey, up. You, it's well documented. He has a hip problem. Now would be a good time to say LeBron's dealing with something too. Just mm. float it out there now. You know, mm. knee, mm. bone on bone. No. Oh, you don't want that. Well, I know you oh, don't want it, oh, but oh, make it no. sound worse. No, no, no. You can't. They're going to check that bad boy out. Epstein-Barr syndrome. <laughs> Epstein-Barr. Yeah. He's got that. What does that entail? I think it makes you tired. Oh. oh yeah. Okay. Epstein-Barr. Oh. Mono. Hmm. He's got mono. Or he's been hanging around at CBS Sports Radio Studios. <laughs> During the construction. He's congested. Now everybody's got mesothelioma. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I love how Mike really doesn't believe this. How much more evidence do you need, man? Hospital. You need someone to go to the hospital? I need someone in the hospital. IVs, the whole deal. But what if they're just getting people sick but not that sick? Not good enough. Come on. We already had a guy go to the doctor say it was from construction. Do we see a note? Mm. Going up next. More evidence. Talk some NFL football. It's Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.